We are live with our second annual Hoop Beans Gambling Season Preview. I guess you can call it a tradition now because we did it last year. It was probably the most fun thing we ever got to do. We gave out some winners that we're going to go back and look back on later in this pod. Uh, So I'm happy to be joined again this year by the one and only, the gambling expert, Carl C. How are we doing tonight? Doing great, Dan. Well, that's a lie. Coming off a real tough Bears loss. <laughs> Feeling miserable, but happy to be talking some hoops. Um, always an honor and a pleasure to be on the Hoops Hoop Fiends Network. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, it's always awesome when you're able to hop on here. Before we get into basketball, do you want to vent about Eberflus or anything about the Bears, or should we just talk basketball? Leave it off. Leave it off. I just there's there's all I will say. It is unforgivable, unforgivable to be inside the five yard line three separate occasions, <laughs> and just not pound the rock when the only thing that worked tonight was pounding the rock. Um, I'm sitting here in my Bears hat, just really mulling over Matt Eberflus' decisions. Um, but yeah, there's not much else to say. Everyone sat through a miserable couple hours. Yeah, I just can't believe they wouldn't let Justin Fields like run out in space in those last few plays of the game. That worked. Was broken place. But whatever. That's why most people would be like, "Why would you gamble in a game like this?" Well, it's because we have to. <laughs> it's our jobs. <laughs> we have to gamble. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk football. We are here to talk basketball. Um, if you listened to last year's pod, if you followed some of our plays, like I said, you might have came up with a little bit of money, maybe. Uh, probably not, because we get, we had a lot of wrong plays, too. Um, but that's why we do it. We're not here for necessarily all the winners. We're here to find the value. We're digging deep. We're not giving just like, oh, the locks of the year. These guys are going to win the awards. The favorites, you know, they, they don't have, have any value. We're digging deep. And I want to say right out front, <laughs> right off the bat, I love when Bill Simmons gets to do this. I love when all the, the real podcasters get, get to do it. So I'm going to do it. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, I want you to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, <laughs> 1-800-NY-QUITS. Or if you're in Indiana, and Indiana quits or whatever they fucking say all the time. Um, our, our odds are actually brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, I'm a DraftKings guy. I think you might be using FanDuel for some reason. I will absolutely be using – my odds will be brought to you by FanDuel. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll have odds that are all over the place. But I actually like that better. Um, we'll be bringing odds from both books, kind of give perspective from both books, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I wish they sponsored me, but, hey, maybe we could work on that for next year. You opened the 1-800-GAMBLER thing. I thought you were genuinely about to shock me and tell me you had a gambling sponsorship. I fucking wish. Oh, yeah, yeah, FanDuel, uh, whatever. I I just love when they get to say that. That's my dream is that FanDuel calls me up and they're like, you know what? You create great content. I want to have, like, the GOAT boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They should at least least give us a try. Yeah. Um, All right. Without further ado, though, let's get into it. Um, I do want to start. We're going to start off by going through the awards and trying to find some value in all of the awards markets uh, throughout the NBA. Uh, We're going to start off with some of the more boring ones, in our opinion, and then move on into the more interesting ones, also in our opinion. Um, I'm also, I took the time, like I told you before the pod, to go back and listen to last year's pod. Uh, To have a full recap, we're going to talk about some of our worst takes, some of our best takes that we had last year. Um, I have it all written down, so it'll be fun to look back at everything we gave out. 
So I do want to start with Rookie of the Year. I think this one is relatively straightforward for the most part. So we're getting one of the boring ones out of the way. Right off the bat, do you have a Rookie of the Year take? Yeah, um, I think this one is quite straightforward. Um, the second Chet was injured, I heavily invested myself in Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And I think it's yeah, he's just – He's a walking bucket. He's good. He can change the culture in Orlando very fast. Um, as you'll see, not to spoil things coming up, I am very high on the Orlando Magic. I like Franz. I like a lot of the guys around him. And I think he's just an instant bucket getter. And all you have to do to win Rookie of the Year typically is put up a lot of points. I think he, if he can get to around the 18, 6, and 4 mark, I don't see how any of the other guys really can catch him. Yeah, I think you were really smart to capitalize right away when you did, um, right when Pal, uh, Chet went down. Uh, that's, again, where's mindset. We're not <laughs> concerned with Chet's knee. We're not like, oh, my God, I hope he's okay. We're like, get to the market, get to the board right away. The second that, the, the second that Shams bomb drops, it's to the lines, let's get the odds in quick. Yeah, so definitely a smart play. Uh, I've been all over Palo since Duke. I've been all over him coming into the draft. I was the one of the people he's saying – I was I was slandering him and then he shut me up yeah, and I was I was like he should be the first overall pick like blah 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 and then all, all of a sudden he was I felt like a, like a real expert oh, yeah. um, but uh, I agree I think he would be my play obviously well I should say he also is one of my plays I'm definitely playing him uh, just because I love him so much but the value at this point isn't there um, he's only plus 200 at this point I mean I, I will say I took it again at 200 like a month ago <laughs> I think there is value, but there's a couple, like, to me, it's like, if you bet him, just take one more long shot for a little less and you'll probably win back your Paolo money, worst case. And you just have two rookies to be invested in some league, league pass games. It's exactly. Fun. And it's, and he's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, it's definitely worth the investment. I think, especially because I mean, Chet was my, would have been probably my other pick. I think these two would have been like going head to head all year for the rookie of the year battle. Obviously, some other names have come up throughout like the offseason that some people believe in, some people don't. Um, I know I personally, going into the draft and coming into the offseason, wasn't a huge fan of Keegan Murray, but I think he's probably, maybe, like the runner-up right now if I had to pick very, somebody. Very good situation for him to really thrive. And, I mean, he's – what is he? He's plus 425 on DraftKings. 460 and on FanDuel. Value. There's a little value there. Um, I'm not really sure that, like – I don't know. I still feel like the Kings don't get a lot of respect. So he would have to like really, really outplay Palo to somehow. Yeah, showed out in the summer league. He did. He did. But they both did. I and mean, even when they, they played each summer. other. It's just, do you agree with the take that people like, do you think if the Kings make the playoffs, it helps him over Palo? No. Even if his stats, I agree. It shouldn't. Uh, but I apparently. Palo's enough of a star where he'd kind of, I think part of it's like a star award too. Like who's going to be the future. I think it's pretty straightforward. It's probably Mr. Bancaro. Yeah, I agree. Um, was there any long shots odds-wise you kind of liked or no? No, it sucks because you know – okay, if you had to guess, who was one of my favorite, like, guards last year in college who we were just always on late at night on the West Coast? Um, fuck, I feel bad not knowing. Um, His odds have shot down recently. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you can see this, but my FanDuel uh, – my tracking's odds locked That's on me. He's not uh, it's so Benedict Matherin, who was just oh, showing and running down our next throat. Yeah, no, he was just – you could tell in college he was that dude at Arizona who he thinks he is the best player in college basketball. And he's not, but when he has the guts and just 
he really can on that Indiana team probably put up a lot of statistically good numbers. Him and Halliburton. Halliburton's going to get him in a lot of good situations. The issue is if they just perform really, really bad, I don't know if it's good enough to really win, even if he slightly outscores Paolo over the year. Yeah, I was on the Benedict to the Knicks train all offseason. I was hoping somehow, some way, we found a way to get him. I'm really on him. I agree with you with the, in terms of the player. I love the player. I actually don't agree with you in terms of situation necessarily, just because I just th- this is going to be a theme throughout this podcast. I'm going to talk about where I really think for some things to fall in place, things might be better off if Buddy Healed, if Miles Turner get traded. But up until then, I'm not sure for whatever reason uh, if Benedict's going to get enough minutes right off the bat. Could be completely wrong. But eventually they're going to be in tank mode. So the question is how fast they're going to move into that transition and how fast they're going to just unleash Benedict. That's fair. Um, the only other one I had well, was a complete long shot. Um, but you, <laughs> I just have to throw him out there because he's plus 6,000. Um, LSU guy at all? Yeah, they, got, they, they usually have some athletes on that team. So we're talking athletes. We're talking Tari Eason. Um, he, listen, I didn't watch much of him in college. Didn't know much about him. I hope you had maybe a take or two, but all I know is I'm the, uh, summer league guy and I'm the preseason NBA guy. And this guy is absolutely dominating for the Houston Rockets right now. Yeah. He, he was definitely, he had some nights in the SEC when he was dominating too. That the LSU team, just when they had their coach, Will Wade, it was, they, a lot of those players probably looked a lot of worse in college than they really were because it really fell apart at LSU last year. Um, I see what you're saying about the numbers he's been putting up. So on the Rockets, especially too, do you worry though? I guess if he outperforms Jabari, even it helps his case more. Maybe. Yeah, that, that would be the case. It's like, oh my God, he's outplaying Jabari. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily be scoring, right? It's going to be all the things on defense he's doing. It's going to be all the athletic, crazy plays he's making. Um, yes. But again, I, I think it's going to be similar to Benedict in a way where they have Eric Gordon. They have our guy, Jason Tate, who we love. It's like right away, is he going to find minutes? I'm not sure. But I think it could be worth a long shot play. At plus 6,000, you kidding me? Yeah, that's he's already down to 3,600 off handle. So yeah. 3,600. Wow. All right. I love that. Getting some value. Seventh best odds. So pretty good pick. Yeah. Last player, real quick, just wanted to name him because um, we, I mean, none of us have ever seen him play. Shaden Sharp, any chance the, the Blazers just like tank? I'm awesome. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you could bet on a guy that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> like, it's tough. Yeah, I just can't. Um, I, I will shout out one more name, Usman Zhang, another NBL man. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, the, all the NBL guys. Captain, but he just – there's no chance. Yeah, I, there's too many too many mouths to feed in OKC. Oh, for sure. Um, last year, our Rookie of the Year uh, picks weren't our best. Um, as, as has been known many times on this podcast, I gave out Evan Mobley. I was all in on Evan Mobley and was just crushed. Robbed. Absolutely crushed uh, when he was not given the award. Um, the other one we were all in on was Giddy, of course, as we're talking NBL and OKC guys. And he was like top three for the award, like midway through the season. And then OKC was tanking so hard, they benched the rookie um, and came up with an injury for him. So that didn't work out. But, I mean, kind of on. Not bad picks there. Can't, be, can't complain. Both quality players. Yeah, I love those picks. All right, moving on. So I'm locking in as my official, like, that's who I'm playing. I'm playing Paolo, and then I'm dabbling in some Tari Eason markets. That's what I'm locking in. 
are you locking in anything officially besides Palo? I have all the actions on Palo, so yeah. can't go wrong. I hope he survives the first week. <laughs> yeah, with our luck, he's gonna like hurt his knee. Something bad's gonna happen, but I pray it doesn't. Rooting for the best for Palo. Um, again, I said this last time we recorded, but most people might finish a podcast with MVP, but we're getting it out of the way early because it's one of the more boring awards to talk about in terms of an actual market and in terms of the betting market because it's always some of the top guys. It's really only the top guys who are ever really in consideration unless something absolutely bizarre and crazy happens. That doesn't mean I'm not going to toss out a name or two that are way down on the board as a potential long shot play, but in terms of actual like who you should bet on, it's going to be guys at the top. Do you have someone that stands out for you? At the top for me... I think you just have to kind of bet Luca. Personally, I think they're building it to be Luca's year. I think if the Mavericks get to say the 50 win mark in the West and he's playing well, they've lost some op- they've lost some scoring options on the team. So if he can get to like a 30 points a game score, put up a ton of triple doubles, I think just the narrative builds itself. We're having the European takeover. And I feel like people have been saying there's going to be a little it you, Jokic isn't going to win again, I don't no. think. I don't, and I'm not going to bet on it. He he would have to do absolutely crazy. Yeah, the odds are telling me that, that he's the fourth best odds. Yeah. Uh, yeah he'd be the top guy I'd take. Because I, 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 I think Giannis even himself might be, like, not playing as much, even, like, sitting. Just because, I mean, it could just be looking at it too much in the preseason. He even looks a little gassed. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised because you didn't mention my guy, and we're always the Nair guys. We're talking narratives. We're talking Nairs. No one has a better narrative than Joel Embiid. If he's close, dude, they're just going to give it to him. That's where I'm at. It's like if he has like an, a case that's just like comparable to other people, I think they're just going to give it to him at this point. That's where I'm at. I, I can't disagree, Mike. It, it, it was between those two. I love Joe. And he, uh, he, was, he was bitching a lot last year towards the end. And they I think he's just like setting himself up for it. It could be true. And if they – I. I think they're going to be a very good team out east. So that's exactly why I'm surprised you weren't in on that because I know we're both very high on the Sixers, specifically regular season, but also maybe deep in the postseason. Um, and I think that could be really helpful for their, uh, his case specifically for sure. Uh, Giannis, I agree with I agree with your take about Giannis. I feel like he would just have to be like absolutely crazier than ever before to win the award. I don't know. Keeps getting better. It's yeah. Incredible. And like I feel like it's just like expected at this point. Like oh, he's just going to dominate the league. Like it's tough for him to like win another award, I think, because he's not making a fuss about it. So it's like, if it's between him or Embiid, they're, it would be like, all right, Embiid hasn't won one yet. But so, yeah. It can go either way. People can take the Or they could, yeah, you're right. They could be off it. They're like, this guy's whining. I don't want to vote for him. It could happen. Like, just put up good numbers. You don't need a campaign. Yeah. But everyone, other, he's trying to be funny. Yeah, so he's, he's my main play. I also am slightly putting some money on just again based on some narrative uh jason tatum i know i'm a little iffy on the whole situation with the coach whatever but if there's a guy who has a narrative fighting through all the shit that's going on with that team right now if the celtics can be good again he's gonna get votes i question if he can get more votes than the guys we're already talking about but i definitely think by the end of the year he's probably gonna be in the top five of the conversation and definitely worth some yep he was he was my air quote long shot yeah Uh, because if he just – if he takes over in Boston, even develops more as a player, he keeps making leaps. And if he leads them to the number one seed out east with all that stuff, case builds itself. 
And at plus 1,200, you're getting better value than all the superstars we already named. I think it's the best value and the best narrative of them all, personally. Mm. Did you have anybody else on your board? No, like I don't have interest. Like, like I think it's disrespectful for Ja to have the same odds as him, to be honest. Even I think he should be above KD, too. I really like the Tatum play. I guess, like, I don't believe in the Zion. No, I think it's 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 such a top-heavy order. There's no, it's not even worth risking. So Zion actually was the only other name I have on my board. I have it clear. I'm not playing this one. The other two I am playing. But Zion, the value, I think, is there. What what do you have him at? I think I had him at plus 3,000. We have 25 over here. 25. I'm, I'm, he's not going to win it. But he's going to have numbers that are – like, if he averages 30 per game, his team's good. We both believe in the Pelicans. No, we do. There's a chance, like, he's in the running and, like, could help out your hedging later on if you have Embiid, you have Giannis, you have Luka, who are the top favorites. I think there's a chance he's in the running. That's kind of where I'm at. Oh, yeah. The NBA wants him to be good. Yeah. But he also has to stay healthy and stay in shape for this to all happen. And I don't know if I want to bet on that. He already rolled his ankle. Exactly. Like, I'm not putting my hard earned money on that. So, Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at MVP-wise. Most boring awards out of the way. Um, I should say MVP by far our worst uh, picks from last year. None of us were like, oh, Jokic isn't going to win it again. And we already did that on this podcast. So <laughs> that's the thing. He just can't. Yeah. I, I don't it's think there's any more. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, what, he's special though. Let's play a game. Uh, what would he have to do to get a third MVP? I think we're talking one seed in the West averaging a triple double. In which he's getting Murray back eventually. Well, like, like, does that hurt his case? I feel like that Loki hurts his case. I would agree. Like that, his points would have to go down. His... I feel like a lot of his case last year was that he had no help. Like he lost Murray, yeah. he lost Michael Porter, and like that, and he's still he elevating the team. Murray to not come back. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. But we move on. Um, this time we're jumping right into. Uh, coach of the year um, we had some interesting takes on coach of the year last year as well <laughs> I keep saying this actually this our coach of the year picks were horrible last year I don't know, I don't know who, who am I kidding I was all over Jason Kidd that was my thing I was like oh if you're betting Luca MVP bet Jason Kidd coach of the year which I like the logic of but things didn't really work out there uh, <laughs> yours was Rick Carlisle when we were Indiana Pacers that was not our best look. Um, so right off the bat, three losers uh, for these awards. Not a good start, but I promise it does get better. Um, this year, did you have anyone that stands out to you? I know we're kind of on the same page when it comes to this award. Yeah, so I don't have the odds in front of me on my end, but um, I did play J.B. Bickerstaff plus 1,400. Wow. I think if that team just makes the leap, we expect. I mean, we're a fan of the wagon out there in Cleveland. Oh, big fans. Um, if they're a top four seed out east, I just think these they're going to get a lot of credit for that. You're right. I mean, I was I was I didn't have it. Uh, like, I have to go for some of the middle teams that make the jumps. No, definitely. I didn't have uh, bigger staff preseason last year, but I jumped on him when I became a wagon fan for the Cavs oh, early on, and he was the favorite for a while there until the team like collapsed a bit and the team fell apart uh, when everyone started getting hurt. But I mean, I. I really like that pick. And I think it's one of the things where um, it kind of with Monty, I think this, it was either, when did Monty win the award? Was it this year? I don't even remember. If you could look it up quick. Was it this year? 
I know Tibbs, Tibbs won it last year. Did Monty just win it this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was? Yeah, so I think that's kind of like a, uh, a narrative a little bit where Tibbs won it two years ago, but everyone was like, I think Monty like kind of deserved it. Um, it could be a similar thing this year where like JB kind of deserved it last year, like but like that. things kind of like hit the fan. So if they take the leap next uh, this year with Donovan, I think he could get some votes for sure. Um, my favorite play, I think you're also on this play as well. Uh, plus 1500 is Willie Green uh, for the Pelicans. Yep. I've said, I think, 80 times throughout the Hootkins network that I would run, a, run through a brick wall for that guy. <laughs> and I really would. The um, he handled last year's situation. Jeez. Incredible. And I think that's another guy, too, who kind of might have that, wow, it's incredible what this guy did last year. If this team takes the leap, makes it to, like, the top four seeds in the West, I think he's going to get a lot of consideration for the award. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the other name I had written down. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyone else on your board? Or, or Those are my two plays. The only other one I have, um, never heard of him, don't know anything about him, but I know his situation, and it's Joe Missoula. <laughs> That's our new Boston Celtics coach. Talk about narratives. If they're good, they might – same thing with Tatum that we brought up about MVP. They might just give this guy the award because oh, – What did you say? What was his odds? Uh, plus twelve hundred. I mean, just all right. like all the rest of the coaches were. No, I wish it was fatter, but definitely like that play again, narrative based completely. Um, and then my last one was Michael Malone, obviously for the Nugs. Not a big Michael Malone fan in general, but it's going to be a theme that I think the Nuggets are going to be a really good regular season team this year. And if they get the one seed, I think there's just that's like oh the default one seed vote. Let's give it a Michael Malone. Yeah, totally. So those are my three plays. It's uh, Willie Green, Mike Malone, and Joe Mazzula. Bickerstaff? I didn't play. I, this is the classic. I did it last year, so I don't want to do it this year. But, like, I love the play. I'm not going to say I don't like it. You have to play Bickerstaff. <laughs> what are his odds? I'm going to have to hop on. 14. Yeah, what am I? What do I have to lose? <laughs> I'm all heavily invested in this Cleveland Cavaliers. As yeah, we, we have enough. Um. Moving on to Defensive Player of the Year. Now is when things really get interesting because we get some odds on some of these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, was there anyone on the board who stuck out to you immediately? Yeah, so I think we're going to be in agreement with this one. It goes back to the Bickerstaff play. I'm riding your pick in Evan Mobley. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a special player on the defensive end already. Special, special, special player. Yeah, no, even if his offense isn't – Top top tier right now, his defense he makes up for it. Him and Allen next to each other. Um, yeah, I think he can just put up some. I think his block numbers could really take a leap this year, and yeah, he can I, just get a much better team, more involved, get more eyes on him. That's all it takes. And I think what helps his case a lot is having Jared Allen on his team. Obviously, Jared Allen gets his own buzz for this type of award sometimes, and even did last year. But having Jared Allen down low, commanding the paint, allows Mobley to do some special stuff on defense. Mm -hmm. switch out on the perimeter guys guard a team's best player out on the perimeter also fall back on switches on into the paint on defense and command the paint if he has to commands the paint when jared allen's not on the court it's i think people are going to start to realize obviously people know how good he is but i think people are going to realize how special he is on the defensive yeah. end this year in a lot of primetime games this year too i mean last year he averaged 1.7 blocks 0.8 steals he can definitely get that up to a steal even 
And um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets around two blocks. Yeah, and it's like it's it's the type of award nowadays where I don't even know if they're really looking at the stats as much anymore. They're they're talking about Rudy Gobert always, who I'm never going to bet on for this award. No, um, and, but then narratives just like develop. Like Marcus Smart winning this award last year was blasphemous. I'm not. I'm just going to straight up say it. People just started. Bill Simmons just started going. Oh, you know, Marcus Smart's like pretty good on defense, and then like the media caught on to it. It was ridiculous, and it showed when it mattered. <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, I think what happened was, and it goes back to one of my plays last year at plus seven thousand. Robert Williams was supposed to win this award, and he got hurt. And they're like, you know what? Let's just give it to Marcus Smart to, to like represent the Celtics turnaround. So for this year, with him being hurt, does it hurt? Does does he have a chance this year, Big Bob? I just don't think he's going to be like play enough games. I think it's going to be a similar situation to the runner-up of Defensive Player of the Year last year, who I also played, Bam Adebayo, uh, because he just got hurt and missed a lot of games. And he was, I think, um, it's a similar type of thing. It's like it's hard to justify, no matter how good he is when he comes back, uh, giving a guy an award when he just. I, I think he's going to miss like a, two or three months of the season. Uh-huh. Um, or whatever it is, so that's tough. I although I love the guy and think he's amazing, I don't think he has any chance of winning it. Anyone else on your card that stood out? So yeah, there's one more, and it's kind of gross, but it's it's all about the odds down below. I'm just never gonna play Go Bear for the award. No chance. I'm gonna go. So there was a clip of him just walking into one of the preseason games. The big afro and it was one of those guys where to me it looks like he just didn't care anymore about his image and he was just only caring about hooping and if he can play a full season and this team makes the playoffs and he looks like he did a couple years ago anthony davis like really has a chance also someone else interested in playing. i just I, I think there's a decent chance he he's due for a full season not even full by his stand full by his standards well that's all it is if he if he does, he's going to be a top contender in the for this award because that's how good he is. Um, that's just one thing I just I will never bet on because I don't believe in it myself. I don't, I don't even want to put I don't want to put anything on the Lakers, but that was the one thing where I like I, I like AD. I miss what AD. Odds? Two thousand. Not bad. Not. I mean, same as Mobley and your old AD. Yeah, just play. I have those are those are my two plus two thousand plays. Yeah, so I have two plays for this award as well, along with Mobley. Um, I'm not, by the way, I'm not playing Bam this year, so guaranteed he's going to win it. Getting that out, getting that out now. Um, but I think you'll like this one actually. Plus 5,000. Herb Jones down in New Orleans. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. But I, think, I think he's the type of perimeter player that can win this award. I just think he's going to have the steals numbers. He's going to be guarding the opposing team's best player every single uh, game, night in, night out. And with my theory, with both of our theories that the Pelicans are going to be way better and take a leap this year, I think that could be, if it's not Willie Green getting recognized, I feel like someone on this team is getting recognized. And at plus 5,000, I don't hate taking a shot at Herb Jones, defensive player of the year. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about Bill Simmons winning Marcus Marthy Award. That guy could probably will Herb Jones. That's a great him. point. That's a really good point. I don't know. I don't know if he talked about him on his pods for this award, did he? I think they mentioned him. Yeah, of course he did. He had to. He had to. He has so much stock on Herb Jones Island. He would genuinely have to turn into the best wing defender in the NBA, though. Is that out of question? So I scrolled up at the guys above him. Kawhi's right next to him, but, like, Kawhi's out of consideration, so I don't think he can. He's not going to play it. Ben Simmons, 
not going to count it. Fine. No one's going to vote for him, even if he's good. Is, exactly. Can't put him for any awards. That's what's tough. Um, Marcus Smart, no. Mikhail Bridges is the other. He's the he's the wing up there that people think is theoretically on a better team. Well, so this is part of the narrative, too, that I had going last year where I had everybody to win defensive player of the year except for Marcus Smart. I Middle of the year bet on Mikhail Bridges, had money on Bam, uh, talked about Robert Williams, who should have won the award. And there was somebody else, too, I had money on that was up there and should almost won it as well that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But the only person I didn't have was Marcus Smart. But to your point, I think Mikael Bridges is also honestly not bad value. I had him written down as like a maybe talk about. I'm not playing him. Last year, so it can't hurt. No, definitely. But yeah, those are really the only two plays I have specifically. Um, Moving on into sixth man of the year. This is where we got hot last year. Both, (laughs) Both of us gave out Tyler Hero. Right off the bat, we were all over Tyler Hero and the narrative coming off the bench from Miami and averaging like 22 points per game. Um, that was a winner. Both of us were all over it. So can we repeat? Can we do it again? New starting point guard of the Miami Heat. Is he starting? Is that a yeah, thing? They just announced it. Wait, no way. Are you serious? I, it, I hope I'm not breaking fake news, but yeah, I thought I saw that like on ESPN today. I mean, it very well could be. I'm. I, it's kind of shocked me, but yeah. It might go in that, – that would actually help one of my uh, later player props that we're going to talk about. Um, but uh, anyway, who uh, who stood out to you right away for this award? So I got to be honest, I didn't really love the sixth man options. Um, so I, I want to actually pose a question to you off the top. The yeah. top player for this award, and I think he's a clear possibility, is Jordan Poole plus 450. Oh, yeah. Is there a situation where he ends up not playing enough games off the bench? Like kind of like hopping in and starting more, you mean? Someone's wrong. You're the Golden State guy. Well, so I think the narrative for that would be Klay Thompson um, resting back-to-backs and missing a lot of games that way. And there's going to be the games where there's load managing Curry and he slides into the starting lineup. Um, But I don't think personally it's enough to like completely – I think – I forgot the amount of games – Oh, excuse me. I forget the amount of games it has to be like total that you play off the bench. I think it's like a lot. So like, unless someone actually gets hurt and misses the majority of the year, I think he'll be okay. Okay, then yeah, he is by. I think it's his time. I think he should have won Most Improved last year. Um, I think we all deep down know that, and I think they are going to give him an award. And especially after what happened the past week, week and a half. I think that kid's going to put up special numbers, contract year slash going to get the contract very soon. He he is just far and away such an improved player from what we used to watch in Michigan. It's mind-blowing. Um, so I'm all in on that kid now. You're going to see him in a couple of upcoming plays. Well, to speak on that, because um, I kind of, before we praise you in a little bit and bow down to you for a play you gave out, I am going to like come at you a little bit because I gave out pool for sixth man and most improved last year. And I was like, Kyle, like, you're the Michigan guy. What do you think? Oh, yeah. And you were completely off it. You're like, I don't well, believe this guy. I did not. There were there were so many things at Michigan that were frustrating to watch. And getting into that system, it might just be the guys he's playing with, but he has definitely learned from those guards and that system, and it has turned him into something. Like there there were there are moves he was doing in the preseason. I was watching where there was there was nothing like that in college. He's just developed such an incredible game. No, it's straight up. Like, it's incredible. I think just having Curry as a teacher, like, that's it, – he's, he's at all-time confidence. Hopefully that punch didn't knock that out of him. 
Yeah, and I uh, while we were talking there, I did research into the Tyler Hero stuff just to verify it. Um, he's starting a shooting guard, so you're basically right. Um, right. He is moving into the starting lineup, so he will be out of contention for this award, which is massive. Um, my play, uh, I, as you know, I, did you play this with us? I hope you did, um, because we're going to give a shout-out to one of our boys, BP, here. Uh, he was the one who brought up this narrative to us. I hope he's listening. He's a new fan of the Fiends Network. Um, he brought up Christian Wood uh, for Sixth Man of the Year way back when they first announced him to be coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, we got him at plus 2,200. He's now down to plus 500, plus 600 uh, certain places. I think he was like plus 1,000 on FanDuel. If I'm on FanDuel, some value. I'm going to be honest off the bat, I'm not playing it. So everyone listening should hop right on it. <laughs> this is the classic, I'm on the Dallas Mavericks narrative, but I'm not. I'm just not a Seawood guy. I don't join in on those conversations when you guys talk about them. Yeah, me, me and BB, this is our favorite play of the year, I think. Uh, me and him are going to be riding it throughout the whole NBA season. I don't have any other bets for this award because I love this play so much. Um, I understand not being a Christian Wood guy, but I don't think you can argue with the numbers. I mean, if he's putting up 20 and 10 off the bench. That would be insane. But I I think – oh, do you know? Did you write down what the odds were on Mr. Hero last year? Uh, plus 1,300. Okay, so it was a little better. I kind of think just – I personally just think it's Poole's award but I don't hate the Seawood play. Like, I like everything else about Dallas. I just don't like Christian Wood as a player. Also low-key, I mean, at a certain point, they just they might just be like, all right, why are we starting JaVale McGee? <laughs> like, Christian Wood's better. That, like, that could easily become a thing. Thank exactly. You. That's the only thing. That would be how we lose this. Um, that, I think, is more likely than Jordan Poole starting more games. I think is Dallas being like, let's just start our better players, maybe. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest fear there. You have no, um, you have no other guys? Oh, I, I have a couple other guys to talk about, but he's sure. the only one I'm playing. I and mean, we have a guy, we have a guy bones out in Denver. So is he the guy? He's on my list. Absolutely. You got, things, you got things to say about bones. I talked about him last year, actually for rookie of the year. Um, you, you liked uh, me bringing it up. I just love the guy. I love his irrational confidence. I think He's like Emmanuel quickly, but like actually gets minutes. And the Knicks don't give Emmanuel quickly minutes, who I love. Um, but I just think uh, the way he plays, it's just it's the type of player they're looking to give these types of awards to. The spark plugs off the bench. I just don't know if he's going to get enough minutes. That's the only thing. But I think the player himself has all the talent in the world, and the odds are good for him and definitely worth his spring. Plus, plus 2,000, if he could be a spark plug, top hot scorer, just – Raining in threes off the bench, making highlight plays. He could definitely be if they're if they're a one seed out west. He could be a play. Yeah, uh, in a similar vein, just fatter odds. Honestly, similar reasons I like him. I've always liked this player. As uh, De'Anthony Melton for the Sixers at plus four thousand. Uh, again, I just don't think he's going to get enough minutes. Um, I think he's going to be a valuable guard for them off the bench. But playing behind Harden and Maxi, I don't think there's any chance he's averaging like thirty minutes per game. And that's kind of what turns what this award has turned into it's the guy who's a starter but just coming off the bench and that's like guys like jordan Poole, tyler hero and christian wood what their roles are whereas bones and uh bones and who am I talking about? <laughs> anthony melton i forgot who i was talking about um bones and melton are like actual typical like real six men but i don't think they're gonna be enough to win the award yeah that was i didn't even see him down there i didn't scroll down that far that's it's not a bad shout Anyone else you had, or was that it? No, that was I'm, – I'm pretty much all in on pool, as you'll see coming up. 
Yeah, this one, um, I also, I had originally, but Bill Simmons turned me off of it, uh, was Malcolm Brogdon, sixth man. I, yes, I, I, no, no, thank you. I like the idea on paper, but he's just like, I feel like they're not going to play him enough. He's going to be right. rested. Like, he's too old. He's going to get hurt. Not happening. He's not the same Malcolm Brogdon. Like, I don't know what he thinks. And why would, why would he need to, but they don't need him for the regular season, in my opinion. Well, I was going to, like, I was actually really excited to go bet Malcolm Brogdon for this award. I was hoping he'd be, like, plus where I was, 3,000 plus 4,000. And then I would take a risk. I was stunned he was fifth. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'm out on that. All right. It is time. The most anticipated award of the year. We give out nonstop winners when it comes to most improved player. Or, in my case, nonstop second places when it comes to most improved player. But my co-host here nailed this one last year from deep, right downtown. John Morant was a winner. I we have to commend you for that one. Yeah, man. Just I, I'm not I'm not proud of what the awards turned into, but I think it's wrong. I think it was the wrong pick. But not, like, it wasn't the correct pick, but right, but hey, end. it was the correct pick for us. Yeah, worked out in the end. But I don't know. I, I hate what this award's become. It really should be the guy who makes a super leap from just average to being a very valuable player on a team instead of just like star to superstar but hey they had to give him an award somewhere yeah and so you gave out Ja, i gave out jante who i think came in second for the award mm-hmm. uh, and i gave out pool as well who i think was fourth behind garland so once again we were all over this award and i'm hoping we repeat it and can do it again this year this has been also a highly anticipated uh topic amongst our group uh, we have been waiting for you to drop your most improved pick um, because we're we're just very excited for it, and we've been you've been hyping it up. So I'm excited. Yeah, so I I have been hyping up this pick. I've really researched this award this year, which different from last year. Um, so probably not off to a good start. <laughs> and I really I think people around at least the voter, I think the perspective of people reacted to the Jaw Award. I think it might go back to a little bit of what it used to be. At least that's that's what I'm hoping. So there are obviously some chalk picks, but I'm looking for the value. So I have a play and I'm going to read you what in the past has needed to be won for this award. The last 10 most improves, they've all scored, all of them have scored 17 points a game or more. Eight have scored 20. The last five of six made their first all-star game and none of the last 10 had ever made an all-star game. Nine of the 10 made the playoffs um, do you know the lone exception to that? Brandon Ingram. Yep. He's a the only reason I brought it up. So there is a player from last year who averaged 16 points, four assists. Oh no, 3.9 assists and 4.9 rebounds. They're in a new situation. And I'm going to tell you last year, they averaged 21.6 points a game in the playoffs, which is a 5.6 leap. He averaged a rebound more. He averaged an assist more. This guy averaged 22, five and five in the playoffs. I know that a certain player was out, but he's in a new situation. And we saw what happened a couple of years ago when Julius Randle got going in New York. I think there's a narrative to be said around what Jalen Brunson can bring to this team. Wow. Not even Star J. Barrett. We're wow. going with Brunson. I think he can be... He, he really impressed me in the playoffs. And I think if he can put up in the, I know the Utah Jazz were not the best defense in the world, but he really impressed me. I think he can build the narrative itself in New York. 
He can get easy buckets and easy assists going to RJ and Julius. And if he can keep the ball out of Julius's hands, that could just lead to better things for the Knicks. And eventually if Julius or someone else goes out, his stash should even increase. I just think if you look at his baseline numbers from last year of the 16 points, um, four assists and four rebounds, there's a huge chance for him to leap and hit that 17 points a game total, maybe 20. I think his assist can very reasonable. If yes, and I think especially then he could with the easy opportunities for assists, he could easily get to six. He would make an all-star team if the Knicks are hot early in the year. And he kind of has a hundred million dollar man narrative. I just I like the value there with Brunson. I'm not I have another play who's more chalky, who I think is probably gonna win the award. But I think the value on I think the value on Brunson is better than RJ. And I know he hates it. <laughs> the VP right now is like, oh my god, bro, you're playing. Yeah, this is what I stayed listening for. <laughs> he turned off the podcast. You're not even gonna hear us uh, shit about him right now. Um, I actually really love the pick though because not only have I like I was like out on Brunson just because I I feel like things just don't work out for us. But like you know what, maybe maybe it will for once. And he's like he's the 16th highest paid point guard in the league. And you know what, it's not unreasonable to ask for what you just asked of him. Like, I think the East is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about it later. But it's not that hard for that team to be hot in the earlier of the year and then just make the play in area at the end. And he could easily average 20 points per game doing it. I mean, I, I really – you know what? I'm, I'm going to play it. <laughs> to, me, to me, he appeared unfazed in certain playoff situations when it was all on him. Yeah. And he's from New York. They, this is the guy the Knicks really have – which can't be good. The Knicks went all in on this guy being one of the main pieces of our future. And I kind of believe in it. Um, I, will I also think we've liked, him, we've liked him since Villanova. He's a smart player. I like him. Yeah. So my only worry about that, um, even though I'm, I'm buying in, and you know what? I want to root for Brunson. So this, no. is my reason. this is my reason to root for him instead of being like upset whenever he does bad. Uh, I'll be rooting for him to win this award now. Um, my only worry, though, is is he going to be flashy enough to compete with the two guys who I'm not playing, but everyone is going to say is the favorites in Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Maxey? Because I just think those two guys have, like, the star power, per se. Um, I worry about that. If they're leaning towards a player like that, um, if, a, yeah. if one of those guys. My, the, the other option for me, I think it's Anthony. I think based on how it went last year, and actually there was another stat I didn't read where, the last, th- the last three winners of this award have all scored 24-plus. Wow. It's not – they also scored 17 and 20, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little cherry pick, but that's fun. The, la- the last three have all scored 24, and I think Ant's, ki- Ant and Ant's kind of the guy there. Yeah, it's just – I think it goes – I don't great, but I think there's just – people are buying it on this Timberwolves team, and I don't entirely disagree. Yeah, it goes against my season. I think they could be some regular season warriors. It goes against the spirit of the award for, for me to bet on Anthony Edwards or Tyrese Maxey. Because to me, they're just they shouldn't win this award. They're so good already. I think Maxey could win it. Yeah, him more reasonable than Ant. I agree. I agree with you there. I just don't think Maxey's like that personally. Oh, I do. I really like I really like Maxey. I just don't like the type of flyer he is. You know that. I don't like his type of guard. No, that's that's reasonable. I like Brunson, so that's. Uh, I I definitely like both. I'm not playing Maxi. I'm gonna play Brunson. Um, I have see 
in the vein of this, like how I feel about this award, I'm, you know me, I'm digging deep. I'm trying to find these guys who are just like bottom of the barrel. Like we're making a leap. Uh, we're, we're, we're guys that aren't even on anyone's radar. Um, and my favorite play for this award is none other than Sadiq Bay down in Detroit. Um, I, I made this play, I think, I don't know how long ago, um, but the very beginning of the off season, honestly, um, I'm a huge believer in this Detroit Pistons team. I really think Cade is going to take a leap this year, but as a second year player, he's not going to win the award. I love the things they've done. They brought in Bogdanovich. They had a great draft with Ivy and Jalen Duran. And I just think he's going to slot in right at the three, play 33, 35 minutes a game. And he might average 23, 24 points a game with three, four threes a game. Oh, I remember. Do he was, how many did he put up at the end of last year in a random game? He had a 50 burger. He did. I didn't want him to speak. He, I remember over this, over the summer, we were, we were talking about Bay. The reports came out of him. He was just running the Colorado mountains to try and just get his conditioning to be top tier. I love that play. What's his odds for you? I had him when I placed this bet. I had him plus four thousand. I don't know what he is now. Sixty five hundred on the Fanduel. He went up. He went I, up. I, I, that's time for me to hop on. I might double down. But <laughs> do you, do you worry that he could be the bane of last year? The two, only, two, I, two. I agree with that uh, thought. The only hope is that since Kate's right. second year player and Jaw was third, that's the difference. Where they're like, oh, Sadiq's the third year player. He's averaging twenty three. And the, t- the Pistons, I think, would need to be close to the play-in, if not a play-in team, I think, for him to have a chance to. Yeah, I think that would have to uh, play into it. But I definitely think at the odds, at least, it's definitely worth a shot. And I think – I believe in the player personally, too. I think he's very capable of it. Um, another another Villanova. We're just hyping up these Villanova guys. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my favorite play. But I also have <laughs> – well, boy, do I have – others that i'm going to talk about i'm just going to toss the other name out there because i already played it and i regret playing it and it's in the vein of the award as well zion williamson if it's not a, is this the thing where if they don't they can't give him the mvp so they give him this give him this that's i'm gonna throw that out guys that's kind of what i said about jaw last year i think it is it is it's exactly what you said about jaw last year i don't think ant is necessarily see i think people are saying uh, you know what no i'm not i take it back i don't regret the zion play because I think people think Ant might be that situation. But I think Zion is more. I think Zion would deserve it more than Ant personally, even though I don't think either of them would deserve it. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's in. It, they shouldn't be winning. But 1,800, not the worst. I'd prefer that to MVP, to be honest. Yeah, I think that makes a little bit more sense. Kind of like how you said uh, you prefer job most approved to MVP. You were right. Even though he was in the MVP dis- uh, discussions, he didn't get there, and ultimately they were like, you know what, let's just give him this most improved player, even though he didn't get that much better. Um, I'm looking back at the board. It's, like, so funny. Some long shots down there. It's so funny to scroll through this. Like, it's like Grant Williams plus 5,000. It's like, what, what would he have to do to win this one? Uh, they'd have to be the one seed. I mean, I don't know. I was not. I feel like the players on Boston were getting sick of Grant last year. It's nobody like Grant sucks. He's going to average like six points. At least on FanDuel, same odds as your boy Sadiq. Remember those Golden State Warriors? James Wiseman. Oh, yeah. Either of the youngins. He actually, I played him with Sadiq Bay back, uh, back when I, whenever I placed those bets. I don't feel as great about that one currently just because I don't think he's going to, like, play enough minutes. 
I thought there was an opportunity where Looney at the time would have left in free agency and, mm-hmm. and Wiseman took that like starting lineup spot and then like excelled in it, which is why I loved the play at the time. I still like it. I still think the odds are good. Maybe if like, I'm not going to root for a Looney injury, but like if it happened, man. Uh, I'm looking at the board still. I'm just going to go through some of the other names I had because I don't – anyone else sticking out. I think it's – this is tough because, again, I think it's going to be Maxie or Edwards. Um, but I like the Jalen Brunson move. I kind of like our long shots we're bringing up. Uh, someone else I brought up – this one's a wild one. This one is I so – I hope you don't say this guy's name because I'm going to be disgusted. <laughs> this is a crazy one. Um, I have actually Poku written down, plus 6,000. And here's – this is not – this is like kind of a narrow because – this guy just like gets triple doubles. I mean, if he starts at power forward, which I think he's going to do this year, we've seen him have like pretty amazing games. The media loves Poku. If he was averaging like 16, 8. What, what? what odds do you have? Plus 6,000. 13,000 on Fandor. That's worth $5. That's so worth I'm like going to log in now. Um, why? That's like, why not? What if he averaged what I just said, 16, eight and five like that's possible what if they have 24 wins i mean that i mean that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that throws a wrench into everything i have but again brandon ingram won it when his team stunk and cost me some money so you never know um another fat odds guy i had written down this one i actually like a little bit more but again the team's gonna stink so it's you kind of have to hope for uh like a miracle that no one i don't know they're not going to give it to these guys with, whose teams suck anymore. You brought up the stats. It only happened once. Um, but I actually liked my my Terp, uh, Jalen Smith, um, for the Indiana Pacers. And this goes back into what I was saying earlier on. If Miles Turner gets moved, it definitely helps him. He's going to be starting at the four this year. He averaged eight points per game last year. If he gets that up to, like, the 17 level, it's not reasonable. I don't know if he's going to do that. But I definitely think he's worth a flyer as well. Yeah, I agree. I saw there were there were he had some sneaky good stats when he made the transition over there. I think he was averaging like 14 a game and like not in a lot of minutes. So he's going to be getting 30 a game again if they tank and move Turner fills into the starting center. I think there's I, a chance he has to be getting traded this year. You think? Anyone else on your board that stuck out? I was surprised you didn't mention our man Sangoon. I just don't really. Second year player. Second year, fair enough. Okay. I just rule them all out. I love Shingun, but I just don't even consider them. Then I, yeah, I'm just, I'm not playing RJ. I love the guy, but. I did last year, and I'm, so that he might win it because I'm not playing him this year. And I'm playing Brunson, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. RJ Barrett. Um, we also yeah. talked about this guy for sixth man of the year. I mean, uh, sorry, well, we, what do we talk about? No, defensive player of the year. Um. And I know I've brought up – I actually made a request uh, for FanDuel to add Cam Johnson to their um, most improved player list because I was like, oh, he's going to be moving into the starting lineup for Jay Crowder. Like, there's a chance maybe he gets better. But I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. What if Mikhail Bridges is the one who just, like, starts averaging, like, 20 a game somehow? I know he's normally not that guy, but they're going to need someone to be that guy besides you know, Booker. I'm Villanova basketball. Something has to hit. <laughs> just have all these Villanova guys. He's I have him at plus seven thousand. That's not yeah. crazy. Ten thousand. Bet your rewards on FanDuel, guys. I might have to go back into my FanDuel. I like that. Like and that, do you 
I, I like that a lot. I, I, think, I think he might have a better shot at that than defensive. I think uh, – who knows? Like, if – I don't know. Do you have his – can you pull up his stats? I want to say he averaged like 12, 13 points a game. If he gets that to 20, someone has to score on that team. Last year he averaged 14, 4, and 2. Yeah, I don't know if he has the 20% from three. If he can get that up, oh, he can do that. I don't know if he has it in an average 20 a game, but if he can, I think he's going to be in contention. Why not? Worth a sprinkle. Yeah. What's crazy is for the other awards, it's like, oh, I only played two guys. I think I played almost everybody I've talked about. So <laughs> that's me being nuts with most improved player. I played Sadiq Bey, played James Wiseman, played Poku, played Bridges, played Jalen Smith. I'm just nuts. And I'm going to play Jalen Brunson now. And yep. um, the last guy on my list was uh, Keldon Johnson. But again, the team stinks. He's just not going to win it. I think he's going to average like 29 points per game, though. I think, I think it's a too bad of a team. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be like fully tanking. But those are all my plays. Uh, I think you're done, right? Yeah. I think we have to have the winner among us at this point. It's probably just gonna be Anthony Edwards, and we're gonna be all wrong. Well, I I did technically say he was my second option. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Even though we don't we don't agree. Well, we acknowledge that Edwards is probably gonna win it, but we don't think it's right, so we're not playing it. That's okay. where we're at. I'm not. Eight fifty. To be honest, though, not the worst bet. No, I just – it's against my fiber. I refuse it. Um, all right, we'll move on now. We, we kind of closed out our awards portion of this podcast. Uh, we're going to move into our over-unders. We're going to turn into Bill Simmons, Joe House, and Ryan Rosillo here, give out our favorite over-under win totals for some NBA teams, talk about it a little bit, whether we like them or not, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, uh, last year we both gave out three. We were both one and two. <laughs> we were both completely wrong about the Knicks. We both had the over. They stunk. Um, you had the Pacers over. They stunk. Yep. I had the Hawks over. They stunk. Um, but you had the Grizz over. They were good. Uh, and I had the Spurs over. I said, Pop's getting us to that uh, coaching career. Like, we're getting that milestone, the most wins ever. And he got there for me. There you uh, go. This year, we're going to do better, though. We're, we're, we're more prepared. We're ready to go. Um, which one of the whole entire board was your absolute block city favorite play over under wise? Yeah. So I think this one's pretty easy. Um, if you look at how they did last year, they won 51 games and it, I don't see how it could get worse with a slimmer James Harden 76ers over 50 and a half. If there's oh. one thing doc's good at, it's good at the regular season. And if it goes wrong quick, they'll get him out and any coach can win 51 games with that roster. I think. Yeah, um, something I think I played, something I don't have as my top five favorite plays, though. Um, so not something I'm going to be talking about, but something I completely agree with. I'm all in on the Sixers team, as we've talked about. I think they're built to be good this year. I think this is the year they finally make a run, too. Um, I couldn't agree more that I agree if they start off rocky, they'll just bring in a new coach and most likely will fix whatever problems they're having. And then in, I, I, will, I just want to say off the bat, four teams in both conferences last year won 50 games. So, like, it is – very reasonable for there to be multiple good teams up top in the East. And I don't, I don't see how Philly isn't one of the top three or four. Yeah. So I'll, I'll pivot off that. Uh, in a similar vein, a team I think is going to win over 50 games, over 50 and a half, over out West. Uh, I think Denver is just going to be really, really good this regular season. I talked about Mike Malone for coach of the year. Um, and I just think that with Murray back, with Porter back, bringing in Caldwell Pope, bringing in Bruce Brown, having a, having a full year with Bones as a sixth man, I just really love this team. I think they're built, again, for the regular season. I don't know how much postseason success they're going to have, but Jokic is that 
he's that dude. Like he's going to carry them, and I'm not concerned. I think they win this many games. Yep, that was that was that was certainly one of my five. I think they're just a regular season wagon. What was your next one then? Give a third. So that's your you got two locked in. Which, which... I'll, I'll 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 stay out west, and I'm going to play another team that I think is just built for the regular season. Now that they have Rudy Gobert, they have Ant, they got Cat. I think Minnesota. It's 48 and a half. It's high. But if you look at last year, they won 46 games. And above them were the Utah Jazz, who won 49. There's so many wins available out West. The Jazz are going to be really bad. I think OKC is going to be really bad. Houston's going to be really bad. Spurs are going to be really bad. So many just free nights these teams can go out and get wins. I think the Timberwolves, especially in the regular season, even if they struggle early on, eventually just that defensive power down low. Really going to help them. Over 48 and a half. This was our first heads up. Um, I didn't pick uh, this as one of my favorites, but I'm actually on there under this year. I just, uh, you know me, I hate Rudy Gobert. And mm. I just question whether or not it's going to work. I still think they'll be a playoff team. I just, I don't know. I just. Terrible. I, I think it's a terrible trade. Yeah. I just think it's going to help them. Uh, your logic makes yeah, sense. I think, that, I think that's a baby soft team. That like me, even if Gobert's not the on paper toughest dude in the world, like he still does body dudes down low. And I, I think Ant is good enough to carry this team past that mark anyway. That's my biggest fear in playing the under. You're telling me they have to win three more games with the addition of Gobert. I think they do it. That's a lot more logic. <laughs> yeah, that's it, hard to go against. That's why I, it's definitely nowhere near one of my favorite plays. I just kind of want to hate this team, so I'm kind of on their under, but definitely nothing I'm very confident in. Um, something I am confident in. My favorite play of them all, um, it's an under, it's back east, uh, it's the Charlotte Hornets. I'm completely off this team. LaMelo Ball's already hurt, and he's going to miss part of the year. I think this team is going to realize they have to tank. Uh, I brought this up on our season preview pod that's yet to debut, but, like, their coaching issues low-key are absolutely abysmal. They're like, you know what? Like, let's bring in Kenny Atkinson. Great coach. I love Kenny Atkinson. Love Kenny. But then Kenny said, you know what I want to do? Not coach this team. I want to get the hell out of here. And, the, and then the Hornets are like, you know what we should do? Let's bring back the coach we fired three years ago. Let's bring back Steve Clifford. That's going to work well. And I don't think it will. And the Miles Bridges situation, they literally lost one of their best players. No one's talking about that. I just think they're going to be absolutely terrible. Less than maybe 20 wins. And I think their over-under is 35 and a half. So pound that. Pound it, pound it. That's my take. Yeah, that could be. Hey, if they're going to stick Wembenyama somewhere, wouldn't be bad to stick with Jordan. No, not at all. I, I can't disagree with that one. I think that's a very good play. Um, my next one, though, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with a, with a bad team kind of bouncing off that Hornets one. If you're telling me 43 wins, around 20 of those are available now, I think also the Wizards are going to be bad. Not, I think they're going to be 30-ish wins bad. I think Indiana could tank towards the end. I'm not as big a believer in Detroit as you. I'm the Orlando Magic guy. Over 27 and a half, it bounces back to the Palo pick. I don't think that team's going to tank is my situation. Last year, they won 22 games. They, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they finished three and seven in their last 10. So at that point, I don't know. I just really believe in their team. I like Paolo. I like Franz. I like a lot of the young guys. I just don't imagine that franchise being the ones towards the end tanking. Like, I don't think they need Wembenyama personally. And I don't think 28's that crazy a number out East. If, if say the Hornets fall down, um, 
I might be regretting this play as we speak on the pod. But I, I don't, I don't have it as one of my favorites, but I'm on actually both the Magic and the Pistons over. I think both of them, like you I said, I yeah, I don't think they have incentive to tank. I don't think they plan on it. I think they plan, both plan on going all out for the play, and I don't know if they get there, but I think they're going to try their best every single night. And like you said, with all the teams that are tanking, Indiana, spoiler, I have their under. I think Washington probably goes under. I think there's a lot of teams that just won't be trying, whereas these teams will be trying. And I think they have both teams have enough talent um, to get past their very, very low win totals. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you need to second-guess yourself. I like the play. All right. I'll stick with it. Um, I spoiled it, but I have the Pacers under 24 and a half. Um, just another team I think is going to just literally blow up and just not care about the season. Uh, midway through you can go you could say this about a lot of teams out there I'm playing most of the teams that I think are going to tank under just because I think they literally more than any other year have an incentive to not win games so when you're trying not to win games I think you could succeed at not winning games that's kind of where I'm thinking Indiana more than ever I think I think I like this play the most out of all of them though because on paper you're like oh my god they have Tyrese they have Miles Turner they have Buddy Heald Let's take their over. Like, this is a pretty solid team. Yeah, it sounds like me last year. Exactly. And But it's like, I think Miles Turner's not there a couple weeks in. Buddy Heald's going to be gone quickly. Tyrese, I mean, I love him. You love him more than anybody. I just don't think – I think at a certain point they'll be like, all right, Tyrese, uh, you hurt your elbow, right? And he's like, what? He's like, you hurt your elbow. They're going to be like, Tyrese, you're playing with Victor in a couple months if you just yeah. hurt your elbow. Yeah, so of all the tanking teams – um, that one's the one I locked in as my absolute favorite uh, in terms of going under. Yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree there. And then my last, my last play, it's I, I have three of these high total overs, but I kind of think it's easier to hit on the very good teams or pick a very low team than some of the Midland ones. Um, I think the Warriors over 52 and a half, unless they just start sitting guys, last year won 53 games. I don't think they're worse. They're definitely better. I think the Suns up top with 64 wins, I don't think they're getting 64. Yeah. I don't think the Grizzlies are getting 56. I think Golden State over, over, over. I think them and the Nuggets are just going to be one and two out west all year long. It's just to me a question of how much they care about the regular season. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Draymond thing is going to affect them as much as people think. I think something that a lot of people are doing right now, and I stopped myself from doing, I hope you did too, um, they're seeing this Golden State beef with Draymond and Jordan Poole. They're seeing the EMA suspension, and they're seeing like the Celtics things with Jalen Brown and Robert Williams getting hurt, and they're going to both teams that are going under. I don't think that's smart. I think both teams are still kind of wagons, I think, with the tanking teams at the bottom of East and West. It's not smart. Um, not one of my favorites. I understand why you're doing it. I like it. Um, I just am too worried about them sitting people, and I don't want to get involved in that. But if they I don't. Think those, I think those nights they can still be the bad team. They yeah, did. you're right. Sub and Moody, Sub and Kaminga, Sub and Wiseman. It'd be disgusting. Somebody's. Yeah. Um, my last play, um, I have two left. I was hoping you said one of them, so I didn't say it. I'm just going to say it quickly. I already talked about them. I'm on the Pelicans over. Love the Pelicans. Um, whatever. Uh, the last one I really wanted to talk about, though, was I'm actually I'm all over the Rockets over uh, 23 and a half. Uh, don't mind it. I think similar way uh, of the Magic and Pistons over out East, I think the Rockets care. I think they're going to be trying this year. I don't think they're very good, but 
but I think all their guys are motivated. I think Jabari Smith, he doesn't want to lose. Jalen Green, he doesn't want to lose. I talked about Tari Eason, how much I love him. Shangun's my guy. They're going to be going out every game to try and win. I think, I mean, 23 and a half, dude, they can win 26, 27 yeah. games, I think, relatively easily. It's pretty hard to tell that team to tank, too. They're, I don't think they're going to, and I think you they have – 20 games last year on a worse roster. And you have OKC, you have San Antonio. Those guys are going all out to tank. I really don't think this team will. Yeah, I, I like that. I might join you with that one. That one is my, fa- like my favorite of like the bar- bottom of the barrel teams. Um, but yeah, so that'll kind of wrap up that. We have to have done better than last year. That's my take. Uh, we couldn't have done worse. I mean, hopefully we'll just go through the five at least. Yeah. Um, last question, Knicks over or under? I'm glad uh, my mid conversation deleted it out of my place. Me too. <laughs> I swear, I want to do it. I want to take the over. They want. You're telling me we won 37 last year. We're going to be worse. <laughs> but that's exactly what we said on last year's pod. We're like, oh, we won 42 or 43 games, whatever it was. We're going to be worse. We brought in Evan Fournier. We brought in Kevin <laughs> Walker. We're getting better. I think we kind of did get better truly this time, though. I hope so. I I, I feel like we have to play the over, but I, I had to add. I also think there's a slim chance that Thibodeau just doesn't work out halfway through the year, and we just kind of go tank. I would not be surprised at all. See, it's going to be hard to tank with that roster, but you know what I mean? Just be, like, really bad. Yeah. Like the 11 or 12 in the East. All right. Moving on on to – we're going to do a little player prop section. We'll fly through this one really quick. I just said like two or three guys. It could be kind of anything. It could be stats leaders, stats over unders, anything uh, – basically anything to do with player props. Um, did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. I think this is a very good one. And I want to quickly see if you can – you're not going to be able to parlay it. Um, I, FanDuel has this fun little bet you could do um, – you can do players to average like 20 points a game, 18 points a game, 22 points a game. So I think a good one, it was plus 165, Jordan Poole to average 20 points a game. I said I was going to be all in on him. Um, he averaged 18 and a half last year. I don't really want to wish it, but I think Clay might not be the same. I'm a little worried about Clay. Um, and I just, I think we've both seen Poole just take a genuine leap. And with how I'm talking about him now, I'm probably going to jinx it, but another one just to quickly get the second one in. Pool over 2.8 three-pointers oh, per so we're, we're all in Jordan Poole. He averaged 2.8 last year. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again, dude. Like, come on. I mean, I love Poole, so I, I don't hate it at all. Um, do you think he's rattled at all with Draymond punching him in the face? Like, are you worried about him, like, having a mental break? I saw they played a game since, and he kind of balled out. Oh, okay. I thought. I could be mistaken. The I have time. no idea. I just threw that out there to kind of worry you a little bit. I'm worried too. <laughs> well, when you die on a guy that you were off and that was originally a Michigan guy, this doesn't sound like a recipe for success. Flippers never win. <laughs> the words, the wise words of Dan the Mailman. Um, so one of my favorites, uh, it goes uh, into the vein of talking about um, most improved player that we were bringing up and it being the smart play, but me not wanting to make that play. And I'm just going nice, little, simple. Anthony Edwards, 23 points per game, over. We're getting that much better. We're going to be special, but we're not going to win the award because the voters are smarter. That's that's all I'm going with yep. with that play. I think there's two ways to play in. I had Ant over 23.1. I've already played it, locked it in. 
Um, and on FanDuel, you can bet him over. So listen to this one. Um, on our like book, not the other, uh, not FanDuel DraftKings, and is over 23.1 at like even money. Over 24 on FanDuel was like minus 130. So we're just getting better numbers. Value, value. I think I'm on that exact 23.1. I think you can play the 24, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. I think he's going to be that good. Um, and that's going to be my way of playing Anthony Edwards instead of the most improved. So I like that. I'm rooting for that a little bit better. I sneaky at a bunch of these. I really like some of these player props. Oh, let's just keep going. I have a bunch I could rattle off, so I'm down. Just keep rattling. What do you got? Um, Garland, eight-plus assists per game on FanDuel. Oh, that's a Bill one. <laughs> I was so pissed. I swear I had it before him. Later, I'll say it now. Assist leader, 2,500. I didn't think he was fat enough, personally. I don't think he can get to, like, 11 a game like some of these other guys were. That's what I looked at last year. Right. Um, but, yeah, he averaged 8.6 last year. And I guess people are saying maybe because Don's there, it takes away the ball. I think he gets more. I, I think he gets free buckets that he wasn't getting last year. Yeah. No, I like that play a lot. Was There's that – The average half less of an assist? Was that on the other thing, not on FanDuel DraftKings or – No, A-plus is a FanDuel play. Okay. I was wondering if it was available elsewhere, kind of what I was getting at. Um I'm down to take a peek afterwards. All right, we'll check later. Because uh, I really like that play. I want to get involved in that. I love Garland. and I, It's a way to get involved in the Cavs. That was a good one. Um, another one I really like, this is a crazy one. It's plus 2,000. You have to hear me out a little bit. No, I think we're in it. No, no, no. There's no way. I don't even think this is on. There's, there's no way this is the same. Okay. I'm staring at the plus 2,000. I'm on. This is Steele's leader? Yep. No way. The lefty? Uh, Alex Caruso? No. No, I don't know if he's a lefty already. Who's the lefty? Ben Simmons. Oh, well, that's actually not bad either. Um, but I'm going to – fuck, I kind of like Ben Simmons. I got, stat, I got stats for you. Well, I had stats for you too. Let's hear it. I, I was going to tell you that the winners the past couple of years have averaged 2 to 2.2. Yeah, so uh, Alex Caruso last year averaged, uh, I think it was 1.7 or 1.8, good for third in the league, but didn't have enough games to qualify. Who's out this year? Alonzo Ball. Who's going to be getting more minutes than he's ever had before? Alex Caruso. That's all I'm getting at with that. I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah, but as I said, I had been, I wanted to get – I don't think he can physically win an award because of what he did, but I mm-hmm. think you can get some action on him in these. If he truly does meet the game total and plays – I just think that team has some length to it where they can get some free steals. And his defense has always been solid to me. Um, in his career, he's averaged 1.6, 2.1, 1.4, 1. 1.7. He can get to that two mark. I just – I didn't mind it. I like both of those plays, honestly. I think there's value in that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, like, Paul George was the leader. I'm like, yeah, he gets steals. But I don't think he's going to be, like, racking them up this year. I think Jimmy Butler's up there, too. And, like, I just – I don't know. I, I think there's really a lot of value in betting on that stat leader. So, I like both of those plays. Um, another thing I had – this is less of a long shot, but I think it's just like an absolute lock. Um, it's the blocks leader, and it's Miles Turner. I don't see how he loses this award. I personally don't. He averages like three a game. Who's beating him? And he's plus 170. Um, how, what is he? Plus 170. Not bad, but like he's not losing. It's, a, uh, it's if he gets hurt. That's how you lose this bet. Is it a hurt or he goes to a different team? I don't. It doesn't matter what team he's on. He's still going to get blocks to me. I was going to say that AD would steal some, but I no. I think that's like one of my favorite plays of all time. <laughs> all right. I guess I'm going to have to take it. 
<laughs> Anything else you got? We're them up in our fantasy drafts too. So. Oh, always, always have them. Uh, anyone else you got? Yeah, um, I did steal this one from Bill and crew. Um, but Luca plus four eighty for the points per game leader, I did like, and I think that's good value if he doesn't win MVP still. Because um, I think technically, like Joel could probably win it if he doesn't be the points per game leader. Yeah. Luke averaged 28.4 last year. They lost a lot of scoring help. Lita last year was 30.6. I think he can probably get to 31, like they said. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense with the loss of Brunson. Like, someone's got to make up those points. And Why wouldn't it be him? It takes away another ball handler, too. Like, he already has insane usage. And it's not, it's not going to be Seawood, so. Yeah. Uh, the, last, well, the last thing I had I was just a simple nice over. Kate Cunningham over 19 and a half points. I just think he's a special player and I'd have him in my most improved if he wasn't a second year player. That's it. I also, I want to shout this out. Um, my one last play, it's an absurd, like put a dollar on it, put like $2. There's no, like it's, if this happens, like it's bad for the NBA. Um, but plus 15,000, three points per game leader. Give me Jordan Poole just in case. <laughs> You're it's dead a, on him. Here's the situation. What if you get the disaster injury for the Warriors where in the end is it a disaster? What if they're just they what if Curry gets hurt? If Curry gets hurt, I think he probably is the three point per game leader. I I no comment. I don't want to I don't want to put I don't even want to wish it. I don't really want to play it. I'm probably gonna forget to play it. <laughs> but I had to shout out those odds. I don't hate it in here. Actually, I hate it. <laughs> He averaged three a game last year. And to me, if there's just a disaster all around on that team, to me, I just had a weird feeling about maybe if Golden State, if it goes wrong early with an injury, like I think they're a smart enough team to kind of shut it down. No, yeah, I agree. But yeah, a dollar. <laughs> all right. We're closing this out with some team futures now, uh, taking a look at division winners, play in matchups, conference winners, and then at, by the end of it, finals winners. Um, was there anything right off the bat that you loved? I know we wanted to talk about something in the playoffs. I love the same division. Yeah. Plus 260. Give me Philly. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, any- me they, they, can't, they can't beat Brooklyn and uh, Boston. I think they definitely can. I think, they're, I think they're, you could play them for top seed in the East. I think you play them for a lot of I'm more worried about um, Toronto. Toronto. How could I? Yeah, blank tunnel. That's who yeah. I'm. I'm because I agree. I think Toronto's gonna be good. I might just play both. <laughs> I don't hate that take. Um, I know, I know we also wanted. Uh, you really uh, the win total for Toronto then, but yeah. I I, I actually I played that over. Not yeah. going. <laughs> uh, the uh, playing stuff. I know we wanted to talk about playing. Um, did we want to craft anything? I know we we're talking about some stuff here. So yeah, I will just I'll I'll shout out early because I will FanDuel we noticed has this option you can build a play in parlay and I thought it'd be fun if we just picked like two in the east two in the west maybe and we just had a little little parlay. Um, my regular play though for the play in is Magic plus seven hundred, which I'm guessing you're on a another team out east. Pistons. It's yes. the, it's the same lot. I like both. I just think I don't know. There's literally I love both. One is all in on Bancaro now. I have a slight little bias in terms of readiness for the Pistons, more so than the I, I have the bias with France. So yeah, I love them both. So, but I yeah, FanDuel, they have playing odds. I don't know if you see them on your end. Uh, I can pull them up. What did you uh, – I had a couple ideas, though. 
So I had I had four I had four ideas, and I had last year's standings pulled up. Um, I think the Bulls to make the play-in was a pretty solid bet because all you have you have to be seven through ten, right? And I I was quite easy to name six teams in the East I thought were better. Someone's sticking out to me right away. The Knicks. See, I had them in originally, and I think we should play it maybe then. I mean, we're not getting top six, dude. I'm not. There's no way. Below it is the question. Well, I, I there's no way we're not top ten, though, right, dude? Come on. Okay, so I looked at it, and I'll tell you, it gets a little sketch. Um, the top. Okay, so let's just quickly agree on our top six: Heat, Celtics, Bucks, Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Hawks would be then in theory seven. I'd have them up there. Yeah. I haven't even mentioned the Cavs. Oh wow! Yeah. Now we're up to eight. Bulls nine. Knicks ten. The only other team, like I think, we could be better than the Hornets, better than the Pacers, better than the Wizards, and then it's our other teams: Pistons and Magic. Pistons and Magic. East is sneaky, like so, deep in the middle. I mean, we we just have ten right there, right? One team you assume has like an injury and stinks. One of them, like you, you can't predict. One of the top guys. I don't know who it would be. I'm not going to try and predict it, but like, what if Jimmy Butler tears his ACL? Like that team's bottom of the barrel. Like they suck. Agreed. I'm down um, to the Knicks. I just think that's a solid ten, and I think if one of those teams falls out, that's when a Pistons or a Magic sneaks in. I think that ten is going to be hard to usurp. Do you like that better than the Bulls? Me personally, I would be honestly. I would. My, be, my original plays for the plane in the East were the Hawks and the Bulls because so, I was worried about the Knicks being too low. So my my fear would be the, the the Bulls being a little bit too good. Really? Yeah. I don't like them, but like, why not? Happy to take them out. What are your thoughts on the Hawks, though? You I, like, I like the Hawks for it. Okay, so we'd have Hawks and the Knicks. I feel like those are just two built-for-playing teams. Yeah, agreed. And then, then we head out west. Now, this is what I was going to bring up because I like the Kings a lot for this. I don't yeah, know. If- yeah, 100%. Plus, two, plus 120. I played that in general. I'm playing that straight. I got a plus 170. I really love that play. I like that. And then what are your thoughts on the team in L.A.? Worry about them being too good or too bad? Low-key worry about them being too bad. Low key, not even. I don't know if that's a crazy take. Let's do the same thing. Let's name our 10. Okay, so I have it up from last year. Suns, you think, stick together at least? They'll be enough. They'll be fine. Memphis? I think in theory, they slip, but sneaky. Golden State? They'll be fine. Dallas. Should be fine. Denver? Definitely. Minnesota? Eh, but yeah. Clippers, haven't mentioned. New Orleans, Sacramento, LA. What do you, what are the, I think the big question is what are the thoughts on Portland? I think they might be really bad. Me too. So then I think we'd be safe with the Kings because, okay, all you have to do, you need to have five teams that are bad. So our bad teams would be the Spurs, the Blazers, the Thunder. The Rockets aren't getting there. I love the Rockets, but they're not getting there. The Rockets and the Jazz. Yeah. So the Kings and Lakers would all make it. Technically. Unless there's someone other than the Kings, you other than the Lakers you like in the spot better. 
or have I now convinced you that the Lakers kind of have to make it? It's basically we're, what we're deciding is are the Lakers or Blazers going to be better, basically? Is that kind of what we're getting at? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the Lakers beat the Blazers, personally. So, yeah, I and that – so those four is plus 1,900, kind of fat. But I kind of think there's other options we had in there. What do you like better? I don't know if you want to just put two more together quick or we just leave it at that. Let's keep that one. We're going to do one with uh, the magic in two. No, not the magic. Why don't we do Detroit? All right, fine. Wait, why does that have to be my team? <laughs> there you go. All right, fine. Let's get like weird with a Detroit and like a, a team like falling. Like, what about a. We kind of both irks at Memphis, I thought. They could so be a seven. But you, you're on them, though. Memphis? Yeah. Oh, Memphis. I thought, sorry, I was thinking Minnesota in my head. I actually – I really like the idea of uh, Memphis. So, well, well, let me just check this. The Magic. I talk about this in the season preview. Detroit's 380. So, what do you like better, Detroit at 380 or the Magic at 700? I mean, just take the 700 at that point. Agreed. If we're both thinking that it's like a toss-up. The Grizzlies are 195. Don't think it's crazy. I said this on the season preview pod. I think they're going to take a big step back this year. I think they're one of the only teams in the West who didn't get better. They lost Jaron Jackson for most of the year. I still think Jaw's going to carry them. Like They'll be fine. But playing, I wouldn't be surprised. So there's a crazy one that I just built. Let me hear it. Magic, Grizzlies, Hawks, Knicks, Kings, Lakers. So we're just nailing all the teams. Take the plan. I think we kind of can. <laughs> Ten dollars to win five grand. Locked in. We're playing that. We're locking that in. I think we might have to play with Detroit, too. But whatever. We'll well, talk. We'll, we'll we we gave out the winners for the listeners. That's all we can we'll do. that out offline. <laughs> um, I kind of like all that. Not going to lie. Um, before we get into, like, conference winners and finals winners, was there anything else uh, in these, like, sort of categories that you wanted to talk about? Division. Did you have any other divisions? I feel like we might have glossed over that. I didn't. This is a minus, I think. I don't know if you could pull up real quick the exact odds, but I, I think know. the Nuggets to win their division is as bad a lock as it gets. I thought I saw that before. It was like minus like almost one thirty or something. It was one sixty. It's gotten fatter, but like if you're gonna lay juice on anything, I think that's about as free as it gets. Personally, no, I don't. I don't hate that. Uh, but that was that was really it. I had Pistons playoffs as a long shot as well, just because playoffs or play in playoffs, like get into the play in and then win it. Okay. Asking for a lot. I like the plan. I, I just believe. <laughs> I believe. I think if you play plan for Pistons and Magic, one is hitting. One of them is getting in. <laughs> I, I will I will lock that in right here. Um, anything else? Are we good? Um, I will shout out one thing I just made. A Warriors-Nuggets division parlay is plus 370. Kind of like. Who's the second best team in the Warriors division? Um, Clippers. Oh, off it. <laughs> Those are my clips. I literally called myself of 
I compare myself to a crack addict on the season pro- preview podcast in terms of how addicted I am to the Clippers. Oh, we we yes, we saw some things to talk about. Don't worry. All right. So why don't we lead into that? Uh, we're gonna talk first conference conference winners, or do we want to just hop into our finals matchups? I didn't. I didn't love that. Well, there. I think there's one. No, because I, I think if you're going to play a certain conference team, like, okay, I'll just say it. I think if you're going to play the 76ers plus 700 to win the East, you might as well just take the finals at 13. Because to me, if they get through Milwaukee, they're the best team. Yeah. So I wouldn't play the conference. So now that was going to be my question for you, because I know we've talked about this a lot in the offseason and been leading up to the year. Are we officially on the Sixers or are we loyal to the Bucks? Um, value wise, I'm taking, well, I think eventually in the playoffs, no, I am loyal to the Bucks for sure. I think it's public knowledge that if Chris Middleton was healthy, they're your NBA champions last year. So who are you playing? So to be, so I'm not, I just don't like the value, but I think Bucks play 550 just is the pick. Yeah. I also, I don't know. I'll, we have our exact results, straight forecast Bucks over Clippers. Which is what, that is what I, I have placed on and probably my favorite, not favorite play ever, but like that's just my finals pick. Um, I wish there was a way I could pick like uh, Bucks over Sixers in the Eastern Conference, Clippers over Warriors in the Western Conference, and then oh. over Clippers because that's, I love that final four in my head. We're betting on a team that's never made the finals, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm addicted. I picked them last year when they didn't even have Kawhi. Or I was with you. We were like, they're coming back. <laughs> so now I have to take them this year. So that's where I'm at. Um, but in general, I think I, I also played the Bucks straight up finals champion plus 700 or whatever it is, plus 800. Um, I just think it's a Giannis year. I think it's his time again to show us he's the best player in the universe. And he's, he's, he's too good of a guy to he's not. He's pissed off and Although I like Philly, I think in a matchup, I think Giannis takes their soul personally. I think event, I think eventually it's just going to be too much. It's yeah. also it'll it'll be a terrible coaching matchup. I'll say that in the playoffs because oh. I don't I don't like Coach Bud. No. All right. Anything else before we sign off? Try. I think that was all the plays that I had. Hit yeah. Everything. We literally hit all the points. And we're going to be rich by the end of this NBA season. Or we're not going to be able to afford rent. <laughs> <laughs> or this podcast will be canceled because I, I, I won't have Wi-Fi to run it on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining me. I know it was a long one, but this is the, was so much fun to do. Um, yeah, it's, there's no one else I'd rather do it with because we're the experts. We're the ones who are coming in and going to get all these picks right. That's for sure. Uh, next next time we'll get Cray. I forgot about Cray. We should get him on here. Oh yeah, we gotta get Cray. With that, with how much we all watch, yeah, yeah. We, we we're due to hit one of these guys. If you play enough, you'll hit some plus money, and you'll feel great. Most improved. We use that little green win on the ticket. Oh, yeah. we, I mean, win. we tossed out like sixteen guys for most improved, and we're not even gonna win that because Anthony Edwards is just gonna win the award. <laughs> yeah. That's but, that. That'll sum up our year. But yeah, looking forward to uh, watching this all play out. We're going to be keeping our eye on it throughout the year. Um, stay tuned, obviously. This was part two of our season preview, uh, Hoop Fiends 2022-2023 season preview. We're going to have a fantasy basketball podcast out again, and we had our general content that's already dropped. Um, obviously, stay tuned at Hoop Fiends Pod on social media for everything that's coming out. 
and look forward to our in-season content. It's going to be, by the time this podcast drops, it's going to be a few days away. So make sure to stay tuned for everything we've got going on. And until next time, we will see you guys later. I'm